Hello, my loves. Happy Friday. We have good news this week. On Monday, Lotus Petals returns to ebook shelves on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all romance ebooks, and at the home of our new publisher, Champagne Books. This full-length lesbian love story, set in Edo, Japan, marks the first of the Books of Blood and Fire, and the journey of Rien and Donovan, daughter to the Vampire Queen. Rhiannon would rather die than be made bride to a demon lord. Aijin, courtesan to the undead daimyo of Kansai, can think of nothing more horrifying than his promise of eternal life. In the halls of the Blood Lotus Temple, these two women struggle against the chains of their fate and find a solace in each other that could mean freedom for them both, or might cost each of them their lives. The tale of a courtesan's love and a vampire's curse. Lotus Petals, The Books of Blood and Fire, Book One From Chapter Eleven When Aijin regained consciousness, the moon hadn't even moved in the sky. Rhiannon brought her to the edge of a dark, rippling river. The small waterfall pouring into it must have been the rushing sound she'd heard earlier. As Aijin tried to turn her head, the vampire cupped a handful of refreshingly cold water to her lips, and she drank. "'Are you all right?' Rhiannon asked. She'd torn a scrap of cotton from one of the men's kimonos, and carefully dabbed it against Aijin's face. It was an odd reversal. This morning—had it really been just this morning? Aijin had done the very same for Rhiannon. "'I—' I think I am, she replied. She attempted to sit up, and Rhiannon helped, guiding her with an attentive hand. A pang of surprise struck her at the vampire's nurturing attention. Only moments ago, Rhiannon killed five men with vicious pleasure. She hadn't even washed the blood from her face yet. Aijin raised a trembling hand and touched the darkening red on the vampire's lips. When her finger brushed near Rhiannon's fangs, Rhiannon closed her eyes with a tiny sound of pleasure, and Aijin remembered herself, pulling away. "'Why did you protect me?' she asked. No vampire had ever stood in defense of her before. None of them ever fought on her behalf. Rhiannon gazed at her as if it were a stupid question. "'You protected me,' she said. When Aijin still didn't understand, the vampire shrugged. She leaned close to Aijin, nuzzling her temple. Aijin, she whispered, her breath a teasing feather at the Oran's ear, sending a shiver down her spine. What does Akuma mean? Aijin tried to stop herself from trembling at the closeness of Rhiannon's lips. Every time the girl spoke, she sewed her fangs, and they were still sharply erect, still gleaming with a savage and unfulfilled hunger. When she spoke so close to the courtesan's flesh, she grazed the delicate skin with their tiny points. It occurred to Aijin, though Rhiannon had killed five men tonight, she hadn't drunk the blood of even one of them. The vampire hungered. It means... devil, she stammered. They called you a devil, Rhiannon-sama. It gave the vampire a momentary pause. 
Ijin's heartbeat quickened, and it made her keenly aware Rhiannon would hear it. Before she could stop herself, she recalled the victim Rhiannon had drunk from the night before, the human Kazuo's men drugged with the octopus venom. It would have been the pounding heart that attracted Rhiannon to her victim, the racing pulse, and thinking of it made Ijin's thump even harder. Do you think I'm the devil, courtesan? Rhiannon asked. Ijin had long ago become used to the traps vampires set with their words. She'd seen how it pleased Gohachiro to prompt a victim into a response, one to close the noose around his own neck before the daimyo struck. She saw how Nagisa played games in the same manner, laying little snares in her pretty repartee. Even Rhiannon herself had proven she could use words like a double-edged blade as keenly as any samurai in combat. This time, though, the tone in the vampire's voice was honest. Ijin sensed no sly deception. Quite the contrary, Rhiannon sounded anxious. Ijin pulled away, trying to meet the vampire's gaze. She wasn't sure what to say. You... She hitched in a trembling breath. You frighten me, Rhiannon-sama. You frighten me more than any of Gohachiro's vampires. She didn't think she could have believed it, but Rhiannon appeared wounded. She turned away from Aijin a moment, cupping her hand in the water of the river and bringing it to her face, rinsing the blood from her mouth. When the last evidence of the kill had been washed away, she reached out one gentle hand to cradle the back of Aijin's head and drew her closer. To Aijin's dawning surprise, before she could pull away, the vampire pressed cool lips tenderly, lovingly against her own. I don't want you to be afraid of me, Rhiannon whispered as the kiss broke. Before Aijin could respond, though, the vampire kissed her again, raising her other hand to run long fingers through Aijin's dark and disheveled hair. This time, she slipped her soft, elfin tongue along Aijin's lower lip, and Aijin could feel the nervous rumble of purring desire in the vampire's chest. She brought up her hands and nudged Rhiannon away. Rhiannon-sama, do not, she squeaked. This... You cannot do this. I have told you it is not allowed. Shh. Rhiannon shook her head, tracing Aijin's cheek with her thumb. Perhaps I desire my own Tayu, she said, and I can think of none I want more than you. Rhiannon the Daimyo would have every right to kill you. Gohachiro is miles away, she murmured. I couldn't care less about him. She pulled Aijin to her, kissing her again with an eager sigh of pleasure. Her lips tasted of salt and spice, the smell of her body like foreign and exotic incense so close to Aijin's own skin. Aijin offered a small, frightened sound of doubt. The vampire had grown drunk with hunger, the savage need for blood, and now Aijin was the last human left. She couldn't trust Rhiannon to stop before she drank too much, not this time. Despite her fear, though, she found herself surrendering to the vampire's touch, unconsciously and fearfully slipping into the role she played for the daimyo when he called her to his rooms, 
hoping to calm the demon, diffuse the raging bloodlust before Rhiannon could strike. And to her surprise, a new, unaccustomed thrill, tiny and serpent-like in her belly, stirred to life as Rhiannon brushed her lips against Ijin's slender, sensitive throat. Please, she found herself whispering, even as her own hands came up to wrap around the vampire's neck. Rhiannon, please do not kill me. Rhiannon exhaled, her breath cool against Ijin's flesh. The oiran felt the points of her fangs again, gently grazing her skin, sending little sparks of excitement racing below the surface. I will not hurt you, Rhiannon said. She buried her face between Ijin's neck and shoulder, kissing the oiran over and over, inhaling her scent with intoxicated desire. Her tongue traced the line of Ijin's throat, but then when the courtesan expected she would feel the delicate daggers of Rhiannon's four fangs sinking in, Rhiannon drew away. "'I don't wish to drink your blood, Ijin,' she whispered. She'd clumsily arranged Ijin's tousled kimono when she carried the oiran to the riverbank. Now she slipped one hand beneath its ruined silk, running it slowly, carefully down the contours of Ijin's slender body. "'There are other hungers I would satisfy with you instead.' Panic warred with daring temptation in Ijin's heart. Rhiannon's palm ran over the curve of her breast, missing the stiff, excited bud of her nipple. But Ijin tried to regain her composure, to push the vampire off before she could go too far. The courtesan's heart thumped even harder now, and she felt an inexplicable shortness of breath. They couldn't do this. It would doom them both. Rhiannon parted the folds of Ijin's kimono, an expression of angelic pleading on her face as she held the oiran's gaze. Slowly, giving Ijin every chance to protest, she slipped the silk off slender shoulders, lowering her head to the round swell of pale, flawless breasts. Ijin's breath caught in her throat. She bowed her head. She couldn't believe her own foolishness, this willing trespass against her master and her home, and exhaled into Rhiannon's short, soft hair with a barely audible moan. The sneaky serpent of desire gave a triumphant little cry, and she lifted her own hands to cradle Rhiannon's head against her. Rhiannon moved slowly, nuzzling the mortal's tiny, stiffening nipples with soft, eager affection. She gave Ijin one sneaky, impish glance, before parting her lips and taking one rosy bud into her mouth, sucking gently at it. The feel of her tongue, slick and smoothly enticing, sent a bright little joy through Ijin's whole body, warming her with delight. Rhiannon closed her golden eyes and uttered a quiet moan, the look on her face like the look of a child's upon tasting a sweet for the first time. And Ijin stroked her head, hugging her close, whispering to her in Japanese, urging her on with tiny, muttered encouragements. The vampire's hands gently came to Ijin's sides, caressing as they slowly slipped down, down, peeling away the rest of her kimono and leaving her naked under the bright moonlight. Ijin found herself struggling with the knots of Rhiannon's black corset, awkwardly tugging at the cords which, in any other circumstance, would have been simple for her. 
The vampire paused in her careful petting, long enough to help loosen the leather and slip it over her own head. Then she leaned forward again and pressed the pretty teacups of her own breasts against Ijin's, kissing her with heightened fervor, her slender tongue slipping past Ijin's teeth. "'Are you still afraid?' she whispered as the kiss broke. Ijin shook her head, pulling Rhiannon closer. Rhiannon nudged her back, lying her down on the soft grass by the river and sliding both hands down underneath her buttocks. Ijin understood with sudden, nervous anticipation what the vampire meant to do. She leaned back on her elbows, shyly spread her thighs, opening herself up to the vampire's pleasure. The tip of Rhiannon's delicate pink tongue found the thatch of dark, silky hair hiding Ijin's pale cunt. The Oran forced herself to swallow the sudden gasp rising in her throat. It made her dizzy, as if Rhiannon had bitten her, enticing her with euphoric and deadly venom. Everywhere their bodies touched, they sent a current of rousing warmth through one another, more electrifying than anything Ijin had felt before, even in her years of service to the vampire lord and his ravenous lusts. Rhiannon nuzzled the tiny, thrilled bud of Ijin's clitoris. She ran her tongue over it, slowly, then again with careful, skillful dexterity. Ijin inhaled sharply as the vampire closed her lips gently on it, kissing it, sucking at it, over and over. She grazed her smaller inner fangs along either side of it, teasing it with playful adoration. Her intimate caresses spread a feeling like warm sugar melting down Ijin's quivering thighs and through her belly. The oidon rolled her head back, exhaling in a silent moan. Rhiannon kissed the soft mound once more before dipping her head lower. Her warm, wet tongue slipped into the oidon's open pussy, tasting the dewy heat, relishing in it. Her breath felt soft on Ijin's skin. She still eagerly breathed in the scent of the mortal, the smell of her beautiful, flowering pink folds, the heat of arousal satisfying immortal senses. She licked long and slow, intent upon the act like a tiger licking blood from its paws. Each tender, hungry stroke gave rise to another blossoming well of pleasure in Ijin's body, and the vampire took vigilant, deliberate attention, treasuring the heady flavor she had wanted more than blood. Again Ijin could feel the tips of Rhiannon's four fangs grazing her flesh, teasing, hinting at the fierceness of the predator satisfying itself with her, imparting the threat of pain, making her pleasure spike. Rhiannon withdrew from the deepest part of her and laved the thin skin of pink lips with her tongue, like lotus petals on the blossom of the fruit. She made it slow, so achingly indulgent. "'savoring, prolonging every stroke "'with the attentive and greedy admiration "'of a reverent apostle. "'Ijin felt the first stirrings "'of a slow climax beginning deep, "'deep inside of her, "'as Rhiannon hoisted herself up "'and slipped into place on top of her. "'Ijin reached down to fumble "'with the belt on Rhiannon's leggings, "'unbuckling it to slide them past "'the vampire's slender hips "'and off of Rhiannon's body. "'They were flesh to flesh now, Breasts and bellies and smooth, heated sexes pressed together, slick with a thin, delicious sheen of sweat. Rhiannon embraced Ijin tenderly, kissing her mouth while gently running one thumb over her eagerly alert nipples. Ijin wrapped her arms around the vampire in eager response, 
cradling herself closer to the lithe shape of Rhiannon's body as she returned the hungry, blissfully gratifying kisses. Rhiannon's heart was beating. Ijin realized it with a soft, quiet gasp. She could feel the thump of it against her own body, and Rhiannon breathed again. What? she whispered. Rhiannon, what is happening to you? The vampire kissed the dark, flush peak of Ijin's other nipple, gently teasing it with her fangs and flicking her tongue over it with a half-flirting, half-gluttonous desire. She shook her head, having no answer, driven by more important concerns. Ijin's breath came in heavy, hoarse pants now. Rhiannon ran her hand down to Ijin's heated pussy again, sliding her fingers along the tender flesh, gently tapping, teasing, massaging the tiny stone, the throbbing little head. Then, without warning, she finally sank her teeth into Ijin's skin, biting down above her left breast, right over her heart, as she simultaneously thrust two slender fingers deftly into Ijin's body. Ijin threw her head back with a cry, but not a cry of pain. There was no pain, none at all. Everything came in fiery pleasure, bright arcing waves of climactic ecstasy racing through her body. Rhiannon lapped at the wound, pressing wet tongue against its blazing edges as she continued her gentle strokes between the courtesan's thighs. Her lips traveled from Ijin's breast to her throat, kissing a line up to her ear and nipping at her earlobe, her voice hoarse and thick with arousal. "'I want the taste of you, my beautiful girl,' she whispered. "'I want to taste your body as you climax. "'I want you quivering on my tongue.' Ijin arched her back, pressing herself closer against Rhiannon "'as the weapons mistress stroked her, "'her fingers coming back slick and wet before she slipped them in again, "'pressing them deep, nimbly stroking the clinging heat within. "'Come for me, my lover,' she whispered. Come, Taiyu. She slipped out of Ijin's embrace and snuck between her thighs again, greedily licking, greedily sucking, her warm tongue eager to taste every inch of the Oran's body. Ijin dug her fingers into the grass on either side as Rhiannon slipped both hands under her buttocks again and lifted her closer, slipping tongue deep, deep inside, desperate for every taste. Ijin couldn't help it. She thrust herself against Rhiannon's questing mouth as she began to climax, her body quivering all the way to her toes, the muscles of her sex twitching and then clenching. She thrust her hands into Rhiannon's hair and held her closer as the rolling pleasure shook through her, sending her into blissful oblivion. <laughs>